time for a laughing matter. Welcome back. Hi, Bridget. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us, yes. Bridget, how was your week? It was good. I really don't have anything to report, honestly. Boring is people. It was boring, yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, First things, we do hear you guys loud and clear. I heard some of the feedback um, that we have to switch our mics, so we did, and we spent as much as our budget could allow us. (laughs) Even a little bit more, so hopefully this one is better. Yes, and I know, like, you're so soft-spoken, and, like, Mm -hmm. I'm, like booming voice so yeah whatever hopefully that is fixed now yeah we'll see i mean let us know guys let us know in the comments yeah we do appreciate the feedback we really do absolutely 17 of you telling us this. <laughs> hey <laughs> 17 it. that's a pretty good number <laughs> yeah um but one of the other bigger questions that we got uh was why we ended up leaving the comedy club did we really yeah so oh. everybody was just like we want to know why we decided to do that um since we love it and the environment and the community so much mm-hmm. why we would ever leave um, but so we left at different times. I left my club already. It was a year ago. Yeah. I just realized like this week it was like one whole year. Yeah. Being done with home club, which made me kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's been one whole year since That's L club crazy. has opened oh almost. God. Wait, is it the 10th? What day is it today? Ninth maybe. So tomorrow will be one Seven, year of opening for L club. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Adorable. Thank you for staying on one extra weekend so we could open L Club. Yes, I do remember that. I did. I did not have the last two weeks. I had last three weeks. Yeah. So <laughs> just so everyone knows, Allie was sweet enough to stay an extra week, even though it was past our two weeks, so that I could open L Club with some extra assistance. So that was great. Um. Yes, I can't believe that. Though. I was just shocked. Yeah. Um. Uh, but the reason why we left, we left for definitely different reasons. Um, first and foremost, my kids were grown and they had stuff to do on the weekends and I've been in food and bath since I was 14. Like I'm sick working weekends. So that was that. And then, um, second of all, money. I was (laughs) scrolling through Indeed and I'm unqualified as fuck for some of these positions, but it's so easy to apply to them. So I did. And one of them I got a, an interview for and it really went well and um had a killer interview and i had decided to go it was like yeah you followed the money which exactly no hate about that right um it's just manager position um it was like on the road and it just yeah and you had weekends off right wasn't that like a big thing yeah 100 percent. so that's you know just kind of made sense for the family um fun fact though (laughs) about leaving for money it ended up being the worst job that i had ever had yeah like the culture was horrendous um they it was just horrendous i was hazed i was sent to like multiple different locations that were like closed consistently like out of the way um all the other women that i worked with were like 40s and 50 in their 40s yeah they just like gave you the scraps i feel like yeah like just gave me these weird fucking jobs um there was somebody that was there for like 20 years and she like had it out for me like so this place just was not it for me which is crazy like calm down karen you're 50 years old you what do you care about so much you're a grown-ass woman like yeah go home have your glass of white wine yeah and watch your soap operas like every other grown woman yeah and like i clearly was like i said unqualified like i didn't have that much i hardly made it as like a gm at that point (laughs) (laughs) i had no business going and um trying to like manage multiple locations yeah whatever it was yeah experience so that had happened 
Um, so yeah, I left that job actually <laughs> six months into it and decided I will never work for another company that I do not, you know, morally fuck with. Yeah. You have to align with morals yeah. for sure. And so honestly it was like such a blessing though, because, um, because if I never had gotten that job and it probably never would have left the club. Really? And, you don't think so? No, not for a long time. Um, and then I just was ready to go to school. So, and I yeah. never would have done that. And now I go to school. No, oh, you wouldn't have time. No, exactly. No. So blessings yeah. But yeah so you think that you would have stayed at the club i think for a little bit longer for sure yeah i was definitely over bartending that's yeah sure. yeah <laughs> but i had i mean what else do you do at that point like i didn't want to go but be a gm somewhere else it's not like that's know. true i don't know but it all worked out so yeah it did and now you're in school and that's really cool love that yeah what made you well, we've talked about this but for yeah listeners, what made you leave <laughs> I don't know how far I want to go into it, I guess. Um, I think mine was a lot more like a a bigger emotional decision Mm -hmm. for me versus money. Um, Ultimately, after opening the two clubs and kind of dealing with some situations that were inappropriate, um, I decided to basically like choose my mental health and my happiness over the company, which is was a big deal to me because honestly that was my whole life right. like working at the club being a gm all of that was basically my entire identity for like four years it was so important to me mm-hmm. um and everything else because of that took a backseat. so like my relationship my relationship with my family members like my mental health everything came That's secondary mm-hmm. right to making sure that the club was running and that I was doing my job and I was doing whatever was needed for me. So I was just exhausted. Yeah. Basically. Burnout for sure. Yeah, I was burnout and I just feel like I wasn't I was no longer connecting with the people who were my higher ups yeah. and I didn't feel valued. And I was doing a lot for the company and not receiving a lot of positive feedback. Um That's huge. And it is huge. Yeah. I definitely didn't feel appreciated and it was like it was also a little bit about money, I guess, because a lot of the GMs that were coming in or were just strictly club GMs were getting paid similar amounts that I was getting paid, but I wasn't just a club GM. Right. I had opened two clubs. I was running another club. My club had a full-service restaurant, and I was a booker for half of our clubs. Yeah. So I was doing at least three different jobs, mm-hmm. and I was getting paid like I was just doing one. Yeah. And so, I don't know. That's I just got tired. <laughs> And yeah, understandable. I was definitely frustrated at the end, and I just decided it was time for me to move on. Yeah, I think we both did it at good times. Yeah, it's better to leave like you know the position like that as like on good terms, um, some major blow up or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Did you cry on your last day? I forget. I bawled my eyeballs out at the club. Well, I like pulled up to the parking lot, Mm -hmm. and I was crying in my car before I even went in the door, and then. One of my favorite employees, like, sent me a picture of the front of the building, because I was in the back of the building. She sent me a picture of the front of the building, and she was, like, it had, like, in the picture, she, like, drew all these little sparkles around the doorway, and she was, like, look at the sparkle that you brought to this place. We're going to miss you, and I just cried (laughs) even harder. Yeah, and then I went inside, and I saw her, and I just was, like, I lost it. I I couldn't stop. So I think I cried for, like, a good hour before I could really get it together. You stayed for the whole show and everything? Like, I did, because I was the only manager there. My oh, assistant true, true. manager actually had quit at the same time I did. Oh, um, so you had no choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was actually, like, his 
not his last day, but like he only had two more days left. Mm-hmm. And he just was like, he just texted me. I was like, I'm not coming in. And I was like, well, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of nice because I was used to managing on my own. And I think for me, it was like a good um, way to end things. Cause I feel like I was like, I got to do everything that I've been doing over the last four years one more time. And I didn't have any other like professional interruptions and it just got to nice. be my show. Um, full circle. So yeah, definitely full circle. Aww, I love that. They, um, I felt like such a dick. <laughs> they, the servers like tried to do some like going away thing like at the end. Um, and it was like, I had the assistant manager, so I was definitely upstairs like in the office. Like, <laughs> try it. Like I just knew it was going to be really emotional departure yeah. and I was not trying to have like myself ugly crying and so I was like oh, oh I just let it go I could not I was like I just I cannot do that I hate crying in front of people I I cannot I cry all the time but I will not cry in front of people like that <laughs> um but yeah no I felt like such an ass and then I was like okay I'm gonna go and I like said that to one of the servers and she's like uh can you wait a minute like clearly <laughs> annoying like, okay and then they like gave me all this stuff and I was like fuck you guys are the best like Aww. they were just they were so sweet and yeah. that was fine and I went home and then my boyfriend he got me comfort food and he's like are you okay and then I just sobbed no I'm not okay <laughs> like I just sobbed but then, I know, you know once it was done I wrapped it up and I was like okay now I'm good now I'm gonna move on and did you really yeah and it was fine until yeah. you know six months later and I hit you up to start podcast I know. (laughs) We're okay. We're okay. It's fine. It's fine. I know I said it in episode one, but it is like a real love story. Like it definitely feels like you're going through Mm -hmm. like a breakup. Right. Almost is the best way to explain it. It's Um, weird to not. I mean, I have not been back. I tried to go one time. It didn't work out. Yeah. I don't think I could. Yeah. I think I would be, first of all, embarrassed to go it back is, it is so it's kind of embarrassing yeah. yeah i'm like i don't yeah, i don't know a podcast to talk about all and then i also feel like every single thing that i saw wrong i'd be like that's wrong that's wrong that's really? wrong yeah and then i would be like should i tell someone and it's like oh no that's God. not my job no, yeah, but I those are all the know. thoughts that would go in my head i'd be like oh that stage light is out or like yeah. oh this chair is wobbly like right. all the shit that i could find i'd be like this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong oh my god yeah no kidding too funny yeah that is why we left we love the club so much though now we have this so yeah it was definitely our passion but yeah, and we had a lot of people reach out and say we miss you guys and like yeah. things like that so that was nice and we miss you guys too. it's absolutely a community which i think mm-hmm. for me was the hardest thing leaving like knowing like oh i probably won't talk to a lot of these people again especially yeah, comics local ones local ones or even ones that like would do the rounds every year so like people that you got used to seeing you know like oh, maybe sure. once or twice a year so yeah. it's like you don't know them that well but you also look forward to seeing them like i probably will not speak to many of them again no. but it's, so like that's kind of a bummer i agree so yeah I agree. Oh, that's feedback. so cool that we had I some we feedback. Yeah, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I love that. Um, other than that, this week, um, anything crazy? Nothing really. Um, Nothing on your end. I did try and win tickets to Lumineers again. I like, saw. Yeah, and so I sat there and I waited, <laughs> and I listened from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. to get the wow. song of the day. And then, starting from 2 to 5, I had to wait and listen um, for that song to mm-hmm. play on the radio. And then you call. And if you're caller number 9, you get the damn tickets. Wow. Um, so what I a process. Was, it really, truly was. Luckily, I work from home and go to school at home. So yeah. <laughs> really. You had all day. It was I fine. all day to do this. Um, 
ironically though the last time I had one ticket it was because it was like lucky um like I was in my car and mm-hmm. I just so happened to hear it well this time I was listening on my laptop mm-hmm. and evidently there's like a minute buffer and I didn't know and I called and somebody picked up and like it was a DJ guy and he's yeah. just like oh yeah we already picked the winner yeah yeah he's like sitting there chatting me with me for a minute he's like yeah I'm lying there's like this issue whatever it'll be like a minute until blah 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 so this is why you didn't win what, like, what? a bummer that's bullshit so they should tell you that online when they're running a contest like, hey, like just don't like do this like, listen in your car yeah listen to an actual radio or something there are like four other chances to win so like I'll okay get on it, but you're gonna have know. to purchase an actual radio I feel like Fuck. or you're gonna have to sit in your car yeah no I just on those days I'm just gonna drive around all day because who owns a radio anymore i don't know i know i kind of want to get one though like yeah. you ever like remember growing up and like in the kitchen did you have one of those the one that hang from the bottom of the cabinet yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like every house happened with those and yes I loving that yeah like just doing the dishes put on the radio like, yeah my mom would turn on the radio and we make cookies yes. yeah like i want those to make a comeback those what a solid cookies. 90s memory just kitchen i don't know they're just radios cabinet radios, cabinet radios? I feel like cabinet radios are the ones that are in giant cabinets, like the OG oh. first style radios that are actually like a huge cabinet. Giant thing. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. That's funny. Yeah. So who knows? I'll win though. Actually. Yeah. I believe in you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, ironically, I saw that um, Chris Rock has a special. I saw that too. We did not choose him as our special of the week. We did not. Maybe we should have, but I, I heard I, that it wasn't that great. I, I heard too. I heard. I don't know. I heard a lot of different things because really? my entire feed is comedians. Right. Who all love to share their opinion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I love that all. We um, do too. That's why we have this podcast. Well, <laughs> and many of you do as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we didn't watch it. We should have probably watched it. But Maybe next week. I know, honestly. It, we'll do like a mini special of the week. Just yeah. a little commentary to decide whether he's booked or cooked. Yeah, exactly. There we yeah. go. We need to figure out if it's booked or cooked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows? They even I didn't even think of it. It was just mentioned on Juicy Scoop, and I was like, oh, we should have definitely pro- probably done that <laughs> one. Spoken about this, but whatever. <laughs> I'm happy with the special we chose this week, Me though. Me too, and it kind of went into as I was saying. We were I was on Juicy Scoop. Um, they were talking about VPR, mm-hmm. Vanderpump Rules, which I mentioned last week, and Fortune Themester was on today. Yeah. So it kind of aligned because we chose her for Good Fortune, yes. for special of the week. Um, so that worked out well. Um, but before we get to that, let's discuss the scandal. The scandal. Stop. Is that what people are calling it? That's so funny. I know. I love Bravo (laughs) so much. The scandal. It's just insane. And so many people are now like aware of this. Like it's going to places where I'm like, it's amazing. It is amazing. Cause these people aren't really that famous. Not at all. No. It's like this niche little like reality show I've been watching for seven years. Yeah. Like. I don't know, it's on like... Now it's really blowing up. People are going after it, for sure. It. It's like, finally, I can talk about this. Finally, the recognition <laughs> that I deserve. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> so we can discuss this. Oh my god. Did I ever tell you that, um, so the owner of the the clubs, his wife's sister, Dude, dated Jax. Jax Taylor. You did tell me that, so I was like... That's incredible. Does that mean we kind of know Jax Taylor? (laughs) I love our logic. Yes. We know Jack Taylor. Yeah, we know Jax Taylor. We know Pete Davidson. Who else do we know? John Cena. John Cena. We probably know a lot of people that way. Lisa Vanderpump. Yes. Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. I love that post. Um, But yeah, no, it's truly... um, Okay, everybody hates Tom. Scandal. Scandal. I'm never going to call him Scandal again. It's just It's going to be Scandal. 
Um, everybody, I don't think I've been bored at all this week because no. ever since the news broke, everybody's had a podcast. Everybody mm-hmm. has something to say about it. Should we give our listeners an overview of what the on? scandal is in case yes. they haven't heard? I feel like I will. Yeah. Do you, do you have a simplified version? Go for it. Okay. I will tell people what I know because I feel like you have the details and, and I and it just, just kind of just a little bit know what's going on. So yes. basically... There's this reality TV show. It's called Vanderpump Rules. Allie and I both love it. Um, great show. Great trash TV show. So anyway, the cast, one of the cast members slept with another one of the cast members who was dating a different one of the cast members. And so that kind of all waterfalled into, like, the whole cheating scandal. Mm-hmm. It's just all this drama. Basically, one of the cast members slept with one of her best friends boyfriends and that's the drama and it's just so disgusting because and everybody's talking about like obviously there's so many different things on housewives that are like scandal 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 Mm -hmm. but nobody has ever slept with these are all like main cast members so it's like that's where it's so disgustingly like how did you hide this right like it's just crazy um, but yeah, the interesting. And part, it also doesn't feel like they're apologetic, right? Like they haven't they come did, out. Did they? they? Did now they both just came out with one. But Tom came out with one only because of his partners, and that's another thing that I wanted to talk about. Mm. Is because the business now Yelp turned off their comments because mm-hmm. everybody was going after the business. Right. And Tom came out and was like, "Don't blame the business for that." Right. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about? We've gone through instances of this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, mean? I guess it definitely. I feel mixed because for sure I've been the person on the other side that has to respond to those comments that's like this doesn't have anything to do with the business like why do I have to care about this right like be the one to like combat it like but at the same time if you're being a shitty person why should somebody support your business true I guess so especially because he only has those businesses because of his reality TV show yeah so right. it's like why doesn't it it all it all ties in 100% yeah and so a lot of people were I just feel bad for his business partner yeah I guess like what that person is now like his life and his funds and everything like that are getting affected because of what somebody else did yeah so in that sense I'm like Look, let's leave the business alone Mm -hmm. and let's go for the perpetrator. Mm -hmm. But it's also hard to say that. Right. And I think that um, just based off what I saw, but people were there and like wanting to see what's going on and see if they can catch any drama. So they're probably making a bunch of money, to be honest. Right. But it was just interesting. Like the that was his first move. He didn't even apologize to Ariana. He was just like, sorry for the business. Don't, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it definitely, like, showed where his priorities were, for sure. Yeah. So, that was interesting. I honestly could talk about this for another three hours. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, Fortune mm-hmm. was there on um, Juicy Scoop today, and we watched her special. Yeah. For the special of the week. Should we do a special of the week song? Special of the week song. I love it. Um, Fortune is, she was so much funnier than I remember her. She only came to the club once. Mm -hmm. You were managing at the time. I was. Yeah. It was just one night, and I felt so bad because it was a Sunday night, Mm -hmm. and there was a football game going on, and where we are, football is like the most 
important thing ever. Yeah. So, literally, she, like, already had one of her Netflix specials out or was about to release it. Like, she was well-known. And she literally had, like, maybe 50 to 70 people show up. Yeah. And I felt horrible. And she was so nice about it. She's like, I've had so many messages on social media being like, oh, we wanted to go, but there's a football game happening. (laughs) And it's like, dude, you could go to a football game every week, all football season. Like, Fortune Feemster is going to be here once, maybe. Like, get your priorities together. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just not a sports person either, but it just was like. I felt bad. I, yeah, I didn't even know what that was the case. I feel mm-hmm. like that's happened a few different times, though. Oh, probably. Yeah. We actually started booking around the football schedule. As they should. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, we're really close to the stadium. Yeah. Everybody goes through our city to get yeah. through there anyway. So, yeah, it's kind of nuts there, and it's a dead zone if you were to have a Sunday night show when the game's on. <laughs> so, poor fortune. Um, poor fortune. I loved her special. I loved the location mm-hmm. I wanted to comment on this mm-hmm. because <laughs> the second she walked out I'm like oh wow okay so this is a good one <laughs> this is nice <laughs> she had let me do this there really is a big difference though if you're going to do it in like I don't know location matters and she picked a really pretty yeah place. I mean I don't want to drag clubs but no. definitely if you're doing a special in like a 300 person comedy club versus you know like a 3,000 person theater like mm-hmm. your quality is going to be different and it was in Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think her wife is from Chicago. Is that why she was there? I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I think she is, but I don't know for sure. Her name is Jax. Yeah. Not. Hey. <laughs> her wife had come with her to the show at really? Home Club. Oh, mm-hmm. That's so nice. Yeah. I love that. She was nice. Yeah. Um, she was so gosh damn funny. Like, yeah. I totally forgot about, and I guess I didn't really pay attention to the show while she was there because none of this sounded familiar. Um, but she started off talking about man buns and about how <laughs> she just asked everybody, man buns are out, right? And everybody's like, yeah, boo, nobody's going to like a fucking man bun, like, yeah. gross way out. But then she mentioned Jason Momoa. Yeah. And then everyone, everyone in New was like, Oh, yeah. yeah. One outlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's allowed to have a man bun. She is hilarious. Um, she just cracked me the fuck up when she told me that, or didn't tell me, when she said that she didn't stop to save him on the side of the road. Um, instead, she just went to his IG to confirm that it was him. <laughs> and then, like, this picture and went along her way. <laughs> I just felt like she was so relatable throughout this whole special. Like, as far as, like, she talked about COVID a little bit, but she talked about how she was just, like, a lazy piece of shit. Yes. Like, she didn't make any of the sourdough. She didn't learn a new task. Thing. Yeah, like, like, I really felt that in my soul. Like, I didn't do any of that shit that everybody was doing, right. I feel like. And I felt like that was so relatable. And then even when she did, she did a whole bit about, like, um, recess in the 80s. And I mean, I definitely didn't grow up in the 80s, but I feel like it wasn't that difference. Like, that big of a difference from the 90s and early 2000s. Like, when she was talking about, like, the merry-go-rounds and, like, how hot they were and all that stuff. And, like, yeah, I was, like... Yeah, I think just definitely through the whole thing, it felt really relatable. Agreed. Um, I can't believe that she wore an Apple Watch on stage. It was one of the first things that I noticed. And really? I was like, what? Do you notice that kind of thing? No. Especially if like your sleeves are up. What if it goes off? You're gonna help. You're gonna film a special. And what if? Maybe she had it on up? silent. Maybe doesn't it still light up though? Like I don't know. I don't have an Apple Watch. I'm not rich. Mine is there. I got it for a gift. And I never utilized it. We just it. talked about last episode how expensive everything apple is true true but i am a slave true. to apple so maybe i'll get one no it's not worth it look where mine okay. is 
You know what? That's where uh, my partner's is too. Yeah. He never uses it. No, it's a glorified um, pedometer. Yeah. <laughs> I also just feel like I would immediately lose my phone, like, because I would just have everything on my wrist, mm-hmm. and I would just go about my day, and then five hours later, I'd be like, "Where the fuck's my phone?" You can beep it. There's like a thing on there. Is there really? Because anybody who's ever worked with me at any of these clubs knows that I lose my phone constantly anyway. Oh, shit. This is true. One of my, <laughs> you know this, my assistant manager at L Club, like one of his jobs was literally to keep track of my phone. Like he would always just be like, Bridget, here's your phone. That's a goal. I know. He'd just find it, put it on my desk, bring it to me. He was such a doll. He was really the best. Shout out to Nicholas. Nicholas. I don't think I ever, how long was he there? From open to when I left. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, when she had said that her favorite app is Grubhub, are you kidding me? I love that. She's talking about like, dating apps or whatever. And then she's like, my favorite app is Grubhub. And like, I can, I, I went through like a Grubhub addiction. Did, I, I don't like, think I ever used Grubhub one what? time. Okay, but like any of the apps. Like, Uber Eats, street, okay, for, so sure. Like for sure. Yeah. Like the convenience, I cannot. Yeah. Uh, once I switched jobs though and like left my rich bitch job Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was like okay no more of this like i'm eating from home like absolutely when i was making money i just order food all the time that's probably where most of my money went no swear to god yeah like in my belly or in my closet because i don't have any money left (laughs) i know 100 percent. i'm kind of a shit about clothes like i'm sweatpants like comfort all the time yeah so no i feel like it was i don't anymore but definitely i was i used to be super fashionable i feel like i really cared a lot yeah yeah Outfits. And now I'm just going to wear sweatpants and sweatshirts for the rest of my life. Well, we don't have anywhere else to go. It's not yeah. like a club to go to. So. <laughs> we're yeah. just at home. Yeah, perfect. Hey, we're going to have a pod lab pretty soon. True. True. Very true. <laughs> but that's also at my house, so. Exactly. But yeah, no, that was fucking hysterical. Um, but it made, me, it made me think of how I switched Grubhub and everything. But then I figured out Instacart, and I was telling you how Mm -hmm. I'm equally as addicted to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can get anything on Instacart, right? Literally anything. Yeah. Literally anything. Um, So, I don't know. That's worth it, I think. Is it? Literally hysterical. Yeah. It's the best. (laughs) That is my app. Instacart is my app. (laughs) Okay. Um, She brings up also how she had an act to make her feel bad about her eating choices. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm looking for a legitimate reason to end it, but how do you say, like, hey, you bum me out when I eat nachos. And, like, hilarious, yes, like, silly, but 100%, that is a... That's a real thing, honestly. 100% good enough reason to leave somebody. When I was in college, I was dating someone who was super into the gym, and I was going to the gym all the time, too, and we were both very fit. And I remember that I would, like, occasionally go to get fast food like mcdonald's or something like that and then i would hide i'd like take all of the garbage out of the garbage can and like put it at the bottom of the garbage can and put all the trash back in because he would like shame me yeah for eating and i have never been a big you person i've never i don't think i've ever weighed over like 130 in my entire life right and why the fuck was i hiding mcdonald's rappers yeah fucked up right so no. yeah that's definitely a valid reason to we, leave someone yeah <laughs> it's beyond um no 100 i had an ex who would basically count my calories wow it would make me feel like not like writing them down but right percent make me feel bad about yeah like how many macros is in that yeah it's like shame of eating like mm-hmm. 
Shut up, bitch. Yeah. Like, my boyfriend now, he will, like, go to the store and get, like, you know, for my birthday, Mm -hmm. he got not only a birthday cake for us when we celebrated, he brought me a whole plethora of desserts to try beforehand. Oh, oh my gosh. That's real support. It really is. Yeah. So, yeah, if your partner is shaming you for eating anything, fucking leave them. (laughs) Ah, Love that. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Her... Her special was great. I loved it. Yeah. Um, anything else major that stood out to you? Other than Apple Watches. <laughs> um, the fact... Okay, so she ended on a good callback. Ended with her dog running out on the stage. And we all know how I feel about my dogs. So I did really love that. She's adorable. Oh, yeah. And at the end... So she also talks about when she gets married um Mm -hmm. with her wife and how they take those pictures Mm -hmm. and how like a big crashing wave comes over her and she's soaking wet um she has a joke about it and then at the end of the future of the special she shows it and it's Mm -hmm. literally just exactly how she explains it yeah so fucking funny and that happened either right before or right after she came to home club oh i love that yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was like the weekend before the weekend after oh well yeah she's a win um booked in my opinion booked in my opinion i love fortune feenster yeah and we'll do a mini review on um, Chris Rock next week. A bonus review. Bonus review. Industry tip of the week. Industry tip of the week. Which you are, you know all about. Yeah. <laughs> this is your tip. So we're going to talk about, um, like, emailing bookers and the proper etiquette to when use. To it, when to Right. How often to do it. It's really important, <laughs> as every comic and booker knows. Like, if you don't use the right language, if you don't email often enough, or if you email too much, like, you're not going to get booked. So, coming from a booker, first of all, be polite. Don't assume that we know who you are. <laughs> Sorry. Please always include a clip, even if you've been to the club, like, three or four times, because it'll just give me, like, a little reminder of of who this person is and what their set is like. Um, and it also helps when we are trying to pair people together, um, because then I can listen to like a part of your clip and then a part of, you know, the other comics clips to make sure that it's all going to flow well, um, in a single show. Mm -hmm. So even if you know your booker and you know them decently well, please make sure that you're including a clip and do not make it a long one. Five to 10 minutes, (laughs) five to 10 minutes max for a clip and make sure that your sound quality is good. And I mean, who are we to talk about sound quality listening to our first episodes? (laughs) But um, if I can't hear you, I will not listen to it. I just you don't understand how many emails we get in a day. 20 plus of different people emailing, looking for spots. If I can't hear you, I'm not going to waste any more time trying to figure it out. So please make sure that your sound quality is good. Um, I would say email every three to four months. Three to four months. Three to four months. Um, If you're emailing every six weeks, it's too much. Mm -hmm. And I only say that in the post-COVID world because what happened with COVID is that headliners didn't want to be meeting a bunch of different people, so they started traveling with their own openers. And that behavior kind of stayed even after COVID. So when you're booking openers, you have kind of a minimal amount of bookings available now because so many headliners are just bringing their features with them, mm-hmm. which they, is... And they bring them, and they, or they don't tell you that they're going to come, and the next thing you know... <laughs> then you have to tell somebody to go home, and that's a big bummer. <laughs> um, it's 
unfortunate and frustrating for a booker because you have all these comics that you want to book that have been on your lineup for years, but the amount of available spaces and bookings you have are halved. So you really have to be able to pick your best ones that have those dates available. And that has also really affected how people can move up in comedy Mm -hmm. because now shows that maybe I would have booked, you know, somebody that I want to give a chance, like somebody who's like, okay, maybe they're ready. I don't want to give that spot away because I want to give it to somebody who I know is good because I only have a certain amount of spots available. Mm -hmm. So all of that has really affected the way we do bookings and especially bookings for feature and MC level comics. Um, So when you are emailing your booker as a comic, only do it every three to four months. Make sure you're including a clip. Make sure you're being polite um, and make sure you're being understanding. As I said, we don't have that many spots available anymore and I really hope that that will change because I feel like people aren't getting the opportunities that they deserve now right. um, but please be understanding that we are doing our best to find spots for everybody it's just not don't take it personal either. don't take it personally yeah sometimes it's just that your availability availability doesn't line up with our calendar mm-hmm. so and your style doesn't match with whoever's coming that week mm-hmm. so yeah and if you want to have a better chance at getting booked, include two clips, and one of them should be clean-ish. Okay. Because clean openers are more likely to get booked than dirty openers, because when you are booking, you don't want your opener to ever be more dirty than your headliner. Mm -hmm. So if you can do PG-13, PG material, and you can prove that you can do that for an extended period of time, you're more likely to get booked. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many times there was... One, there's one comic specifically who did a really clean set, but mm-hmm. he was there probably once a month because you were like, here you go, clean, clean, clean. And yeah. It, yeah, he was the only person around that. And had, there's a lot of headliners that request clean openers, even if mm-hmm. the headliner themselves is not clean. Older, yeah. So yeah. if you guys want to get booked more, be clean. And that's really hard. It's really hard to be funny without swearing, without talking about sex, without you know saying crazy cringy things it's mm-hmm. definitely a talent that needs to be honed right. but it will absolutely help your booking abilities agreed yeah well i think that's a great tip very mm-hmm. helpful i hope so very helpful definitely and if you guys want to know more um from me as a booker and in my experience feel free again to email us any of your questions i will talk about everything um that I possibly can as far as booking on the podcast just so everybody is informed because it is almost an art. So if you guys need any help or have any questions, feel free to DM us or email us and I will answer your questions. Absolutely. Yeah, I have zero um, experience with that. (laughs) So yeah, Bridget Mm -hmm. is your go-to person. And if you've just been like an open micer, kind of stuck, uh, utilize that. And if you Mm -hmm. have always, or even if you know us and you're like, hey, I've been wanting to ask Bridget that, or when she did work there, I wish that I had asked her that. Yeah. Absolutely. Ask us now, because maybe she can help you get booked somewhere. Absolutely. And if you guys are ever hesitant to ask um, your managers or your bookers for opinions or help, don't be. Um, My policy as a GM and as a booker was that I would never just offer my opinions on things. I wouldn't offer help or anything like that to open micers unless I was asked. Um, just because like, I I don't know how people are going to respond. Um, not everybody wants wants feedback. Um, and I also don't want to waste my time. So if somebody wants feedback, 
Um, I'm sure that your bookers and your GMs are willing to give it to you. Just ask for it because they might not go out of their way to provide it. 100%. And again, don't take it personally if you don't hear what you want to hear. Please don't take it personally. <laughs> that's that's kind of the point to all of this is that it's really not um, a personal thing. It is work and we're just trying to like cultivate the best shows that we can. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just your lucky week because we actually have two industry tips of the week. Um, Bridget had a great one for booking. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, and mine is for the audience members. Um, your rowdy ass bachelorette party doesn't fucking belong at a comedy club. Oh my god, no! It's the worst place to have a bachelorette or a bachelor. Why does it, why do so many people think that it's such a good idea? I don't know. I think it's like people are like, oh, this is something different where we can still like drink and have a good time, no, but they don't realize. It's yeah, different for a party. Exactly. It's like, this is still a live performance. Like, you still have to behave yourself and be quiet and sit still for 90 minutes. minutes. And I get it. You're on your bachelorette party. You want to have a good time. It's your Mm -hmm. fucking day. Go off, girl. Just don't do it at a comedy club where... You have to be quiet. You have to be quiet and you have to be respectful. And there's, like, other people who paid for the show and you're ruining it for them. Right. Like, why would you take of your friends out to dinner drink more take tequila shots mm-hmm. and you're like okay now you guys we're gonna go to this place and it's gonna be dead silence from us for 90 minutes <laughs> and it's gonna be dark like how many people have fallen asleep honestly because they're <laughs> fucked up before they even come in oh my god and they all come in with like flashing light crowns yeah, and, and like, sashes yes. and like penis wands that light up and then you have to be the asshole as the manager to be like Hey, all that stuff you need to turn off because it's disruptive. And we use light cues. Like, you can't just be flashing your fucking light up penis around when I'm trying to tell this person they have five minutes left on the stage. You have to turn that off. And people don't understand it. And they're like, this is my bachelorette party. This is my one day out this entire year. And how many people have cried and they're like, this is the one day I got away from my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, don't come here. If I had one phrase from that, it would be, <laughs> did you know when the last time I was able to get out of way from my kids, get out of the house? Maybe you shouldn't have had kids if that's right. how you feel. I can't tell you how many moms are just pissed. Yeah. Because... My mom never left us behind. Wherever my mom went, we went. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Which is why I feel like I can never be a mom, because I would never have that level of commitment. <laughs> I love that. Uh, no, it's just, it's, stop doing it. Stop doing it. And stop blaming other people for your inability to leave your children. Kicked out. Yeah. Don't blame us when we have to kick your ass out. Right. Like the rules are right there on the website. Mm -hmm. They're in the announcement. They're on the menu. Yeah. Like don't fight us when we have to kick you out. And don't just be like, well, I was just laughing. No, Becky, you weren't. You were loudly talking to your friend for 45 minutes. Yeah. You were yelling at the comic from your seat while he was talking to me. No, he wasn't. Right. Yeah, no, he definitely was not acknowledging you at all. Oh, my God. Always gets too rowdy. Mm-hmm. Gets kicked out. It's always awkward for her. And then somebody that. cries. Right. If it's a bachelorette party, somebody cries. And then typically, if it's a bachelor party, somebody pees in the hallway. Gross. Because That's they're mad. Isn't that crazy? How many times have you picked up puke or urine from grown-ass adults at this location, do you think? Urine more than puke. I've had puke more than urine, but... Really? It's all bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all terrible. It is all terrible. Somebody peed in the elevator once. Yeah. 
I think maybe the urine is more um, memorable for me because a lot of the times it is out of spite. Yeah. Like, so home club is up on the third floor and how you exit is you have to go down the stairs. You have to go down three flights of stairs and people like angrily pee on the stairs Mm -hmm. because they've been kicked out, which is just so mind-blowing to me like (laughs) it just reminds me of like the dog that gets in trouble and so goes pees in in the corner like are you really that primal in your mind that you're like well i'm gonna get back at them by peeing on the floor (laughs) 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 no bitch So yeah, fuck that shit. However, yeah. there's one exception to this rule. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this is a normal at comedy clubs, but our comedy club did this every year. There is a male strip show. Yep. Hate them. <laughs> Girls Night Out is a yearly thing. Um, that isn't 100%. If you want to celebrate your bachelor party, that is where you should go. Research before you go. <laughs> Research, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the only time to go to a comedy club for a bachelorette party is for the male stripper show. <laughs> so it's probably our the only one comedy club that does that. That's probably not a standard. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? I hated those male stripper shows though because a it's so loud. Oh my god, yeah, you're walking. It's out with so head. loud. It's kind of interesting though. Like I was thinking back at it, and like they would just come in there. Like all of the performers would set mm-hmm. up all the, their own equipment. They'd like, oh yeah, and do their thing. It was com- their music. Yeah, I mean to be fair, the strippers had their act down as yeah. far as like setting up their own equipment. Blah blah blah. Like they barely needed any help for that, which was great. It is so fucking loud though and i don't even like being in a loud bar like i am 87 no. years old if yeah. i can't sit down and speak to the person next to me i don't want to be there no, so awkward. So, music is super loud mm-hmm. um and the craziest shit happens like i watched one of these strippers full-on bite a woman's titty <laughs> and i was like what is know. happening flipping them around flipping like, them Manhandling these women on stage. They basically dry hump them in the audience. Yeah, and then they're just, they're getting, yeah, it's like just a dirty, dirty strip club. Yeah, <laughs> and then I feel like all of the chairs need to be washed afterwards. Truly. So it's just like, me alone on a Sunday with a fucking rag and a bucket, like gross. <laughs> for inventory. Yeah. It'd be weird. They'd have like, they would have like a whole setup too. They would have like mm-hmm. a backdrop that's like yeah. their close up of their abs. You and could, like yeah, like, pay to get photos up there with them and stuff. Like, they really hustled that shit too. Because yeah, they, they did. Like, all right, and for fifty more dollars, you can get this package. Yeah. Get yeah. You know what I mean? Like the first time they came, so you have to pay to go up on stage with them too. And the first time they came, me and one of the other servers paid for another one of the servers to go up <laughs> because she had come with like. Like just to see the show, she wasn't working that night. Oh yeah, um, she came with her like, sister. She came with her sister, <laughs> <laughs> and it was really funny. So I definitely don't regret that. But no, and, uh, working the show is not fun, and I worked um, every single one. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Um, I don't think every single one, but for sure three out of four. Yeah. A lot of them, more than more than two. I started scheduling our mail servers um, because they would make so much money. We had this one delightful mail server that was like a six foot two beautiful gay man (laughs) who is just like the light of life and he would clean up on those shows and he would really play into it too. Oh my god. God. But yeah, that was my um it's my rule for a bachelorette party. Yeah. 
So if you're planning a bachelorette party, don't go to a comedy club. Do not go to a doctor. Maybe find a male stripper show somewhere near you. Yeah, look totally up. acceptable. Magic Mike shows, gross night out shows. If you like loud music and creepy men biting your boobs. Yep. yep. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds like a bachelorette party, I guess. It really does. It is. It is. <laughs> Just promoting the fuck out of these guys. I wonder if they have a podcast. Magic Mike podcast. I wonder if they want to pay us for this promotion. They should. Hey, did they give you any merch? No. I definitely. Well, they like left a bunch behind. I feel like they I left know. like posters and keychains Key and. Chain. Yeah. I had a keychain on my on my keys for a minute, and my boyfriend was like, "Please stop! Please take this off! Like it's the guy, just like his body." Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first girls' night out show we had. We did like a group picture with them all. And in it, I, like, sat on one of the stripper's laps, and then he, like, pretended to choke me. Oh, my God. And then the old owner of the club, so he, this person no longer owned the club, he was, like, super upset about it and, like, messaged me and basically was, like, you're ruining the image of the club. And I was, like, what? Yeah. He's real upset now. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I remember. I remember we actually went out with a couple of them. Yeah. We all used to, like, a variety, not just me and you, but, like, it was a group of us. Yeah, like, home club employees went out all the time. We had a whole, store. we had a whole, I feel like two years of just disastrous, yeah. fun, but disastrous nights out. I had a job. <laughs> we have this, um, it was this one bar, it's like the poor Richards to the office, like, this is where we mm-hmm. went. Yeah. And it was just, you know, a block away, anytime the comics cool comics would come they'd want to be like all right let's go and we mm-hmm. were around as a party club we um, were like people came in knowing like, yeah and um yeah which was fun it was yeah. fun while it lasted and we all got pregnant or into relationships or became sober. a manager yes a manager. <laughs> all of these things like all of us at one time we all grew up. it all happened at once yeah great and i remember feeling because it did all kind of happen when i started managing and i remember feeling like it was my fault that nobody wanted to go out anymore. I was like, nobody loves the club anymore. And I was like, so upset. No, but then I figured it out that everyone was just like pregnant in relationships. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I saw, well, yeah, I feel like I peer pressured a lot of people to go out frequently as well. <laughs> <laughs> like Thursday night. And like, I was in, when I started the club, I was like in prime alcohol mode yeah (laughs) i don't want to say that we were the ringleaders to go out but we were definitely the first ones to say are we going next door tonight just for one oh you can just have one come on (laughs) yeah it was fun. We'll have lots more stories about that. We just have to remember them from our blackout days. Yeah, truly. Sometimes it's kind of like hard to think back, and I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. And it's kind of hard. Sometimes I don't, the last time I ever no, last I was gonna say the last time I ever drank was at that bar, but it was it was with you. That's why it I was on it. my birthday. It was yeah. It was at the Irish bar. It's at the Irish bar. Yes. We got very drunk that night. Very <laughs> <laughs> My birthday <laughs> ruined your, your, yeah, your drinking. Your, your birthday ruined the alcoholism for me. So. You're welcome. That's my birthday present <laughs> to you. It really, really is because every year on your birthday, I'm like, wow, I'm, you know, this year this I'll be sober. sober. Yeah. You know? And so I don't like to say sober, but 
I don't drink alcohol anymore in four years. Four years now. Mm-hmm. I quit in 2019. Oh my god. I know. That makes me feel like I just feel like the time has flown by. It really has. Yeah. Because we stuck at a club for (laughs) (laughs) all the weekends have blended together truly though time does go by i was thinking Mm -hmm. about this i saw some tiktok and it was just like you know your real best friends like you never have any photos with like blah 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 Mm -hmm. like dude like i don't think we have a single photo together no, that's not a one, group photo. No, we have one drunk one, and it's my contact photo for you from Aww. the birthday. And wasted, like my eyeballs. But somebody like, else is in it too, right? Cody's there, isn't he? Not. Cody might be in it. I think I cropped him out. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> At least on this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's. Shout funny. out to Cody Kropodolsky, friend of the pod. Wow, I've never said his name that nicely. I call him Cody Crop. <laughs> Cody Kropodolsky. I hope I'm saying that right. Cody, let us know if we if I'm saying your last name right. Dude's always just been Cody Crop. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Crop can't remember the rest. <laughs> Don't know the rest. <laughs> I got right. you, Cody. I know your name. That's really sweet of you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was everything I had for bachelor parties. Okay. Tips of the weeks. Those are, I feel like those are really solid tips, and everybody can relate to one of them. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For an audience member. Don't bring your bachelorette party, and if you're and beyond that, even if it's not a bachelorette party, like if you're planning a big drinking weekend with some friends, mm-hmm. don't go to a comedy show. Yeah, don't do it. True. It's a place where you have to be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like a. I feel like it's a great first date spot. It is. A lot of people actually do that. Mm-hmm. How many times have a comedian like done crowd work and been like, "How many of you guys know each other?" And they're yeah. Like, we met on Tinder today. Today, I also feel like it's a great way to vet people. Because, like, if they make, like, a a joke that you don't vibe with, like, politically or something like that, you can look at your partner and see if they laughed. Oh, that's so you know what I mean? Holy shit, yeah. No, it so it's like what too. they are laughing at vets them yeah. for whether they'll be a good fit for you. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So third industry tip of the day. Shit. Take them to a comedy show and see what they laugh at. You're gonna have great dates and good partners because you're gonna vet them using comedy. Look at us. Okay, well, I think this is a good spot for us to end then. Love that. Okay. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of A Laughing Matter. Catch us every Monday for new episodes. And follow us on Instagram and TikTok at A Laughing Matter Podcast. And if you want to email us, I lost my voice for a second there, but if you want to email us, our email is a laughing matter 2023 at gmail.com. There you go, girl. You got it. I did it. Okay. Bye, everyone. Okay.